0: Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. I hope you are having a beautifully productive week. It is absolutely gorgeous in D.C. this week, so I am soaking up all the fall weather and the fall leaves and the colors, everything. Anyway, this is a fantastic episode. Alex from Culture With Us joins Leslie and I in a really good conversation about entrepreneurship and This idea that she got at the beginning of the pandemic and how she just executed it all. There is a true eloquence in the way she tells stories and uh, you'll see what I mean. Also, please excuse the audio. It is far from perfect this week. I had some technical issues. We recorded on, everybody recorded on cell phones, so I did not have a mic. So bear with us, but you can still hear everything. It's just not as crisp and you hear me tapping on the keys and stuff. My editing is a constant work in progress. Thank you for your patience. Enjoy the episode. Cheers. Leslie, you are a full-time entrepreneur. How do you yes. feel? How's it going?
1: It is going. <laughs> this is my own personal sound effects. Let me tell you. Okay, so when the stars lined up, and I was like, "Okay, I can quit, right?" I was like, "No, I can't quit." Like for a week, Sarita. I was like, "I can't quit. I can't quit." Now, if you you know, there was this dislike on an <laughs> hourly basis, sometimes minute by minute, of yeah. me going to work. So. It was, I realized that it's all psychological. Cause you know, the first time that I did not have a paycheck Mm. in my account, I was like, well, this is what (laughs) self-employment is like. That's real. It was good. It was good. But it, 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 I love it. I wish I had done it earlier. Um, I'm not saying it's not challenging and like to keep myself, motivated on what I have to do what have you but it definitely is my my personal journey and stuff discovery
0: when you you're working your tail off because I'm watching your Instagram and you are you're working
1: oh yes (laughs) I'm busier busier now than I was before Mm. I mean because as you know it's all those things like you like I'm gonna get to that I'm gonna get to it and now I have more time to get to it and I um you know I I have a plan on like what I want to do but I'm I'm extremely thankful um yeah extremely thankful and when things are happening I'm like and when things aren't happening I'm still like you are thankful because this is Hmm. where you're supposed to be amen I love
0: that I love that and yes, I um, <clears throat> I admire you in so many ways because we just received word that I am going back to work in January full-time. So um, with my full-time job is what I mean. I don't think it's going to be five days a week, but just thinking about having a commute again is, is just keeping me up at
1: night. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just not, I'm not ready for it, for it all. It is, you know what? And um, so I was on 295 going, you know, what am I, I'm going westbound 295 and past your exit was an accident. And, you know, that's, it's only two lanes, right? Right. The backup from that one accident went past 695, past like, yes, it was backed up that far. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm on the road, but thank God this is not my daily, my daily hustle." And I think with Metro, you know, going a little crazy, and people afraid to be on Metro because of COVID, they're
0: going to drive more people
1: me. on the road. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. Let me take a sip.
1: <laughs> I mean, what, <laughs> what else am I going to do? Well, um,
0: this is a good time to introduce our special guest. Hi, Alex, welcome to the Swirl Suite.
2: Hello, thank you both for having me on. You know, I I said it earlier and I'm just so honored that you are here to chat with me and to listen to my story. And I'm so inspired by the both of you, both from an entrepreneurial standpoint and also just remembering the commute and the grind and also the hard work that goes into every day, um, full-time. Um, and that's something that we see right now. So, um, thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Where are you based?
2: I am in New Jersey. Um, ah. so I'm about 25 minutes outside of, of Manhattan. So it's not too far. i mm-hmm.
0: will hmm. be in Manhattan uh, next weekend for the, um, La Figue du Champagne. Oh, champagne oh. oh huh? I'm not, I, I'm pouring. I'm volunteering. I'm not going. <laughs> but you're in the room you're in the room yeah yeah we we, um decided to make a weekend of it so i'll be there um thursday through saturday
2: very nice i love this yeah (laughs) so alex please
0: introduce yourself to everybody
2: so um, I'm Alex Schreckengast, um, the founder and CEO of Virtual With Us and Culture With Us. And I'll tell you a little bit about that, but just to give you some background, um, I've my entire career has been communications for wine, uh, fine wine, uh, rare spirits, and the hospitality industry. And my last corporate gig, which was just this last year, uh, I was the head of communications and digital marketing at Wilson Daniels, which is a fine wine importer. Um, I was part of their executive leadership team, which as many of us know in the wine industry is very rare for a woman and a woman of color to make it to, there, uh, to that level. And um, it was a tough decision for me, but something that I'd known for a while, I wanted to start my own company and as I saw the pandemic really, in the wave of the first, uh, the first part of the pandemic um, during the spring of 2020, I saw a lot of my, my friends that were working the floor at these prominent Michelin star restaurants and they were furloughed or they were laid off. And these gifted professionals who had poured their hearts and lives into their trade couldn't practice their craft anymore. And separately, my, my husband who's in tech sales was struggling with maintaining his contacts. Um, he's He's got to have communication to sell. And so I decided before I left my corporate job, so I was, I was doing what Leslie was doing for a while. And um, I launched these corporate events where we introduced wine tasting in a way that wasn't pretentious, that wasn't dry, that was approachable and fun and interactive. And had these incredible sommeliers from all over the country, Atlanta, um, Baltimore, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, Seattle, and they were just right there at the Zoom um, in front of your face with these corporations. And it was a great way to introduce uh, wines and even spirits that really have this incredible narrative to introduce inclusivity and diversity through cultural programming for corporations. And in the end, really introducing these brands to consumers, because if you work at a corporation, you're still a consumer at home. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was an exciting time. And as the, the pandemic continued to spiral and then, you know, everyone started to get vaccinated um, and we started to see hybrid and people starting to enter back into the office, I introduced culture with us. And it still ties into the cultural programming that is multi-generational family winemakers, women, minority-owned businesses, um, really tapping into the hospitality professionals, um, and really just showing, you know, equitability, inclusivity, safety, and innovation across the board but it's also for hybrid and for corporate gifting. And so that's what we're doing now. We're doing a mix of the two. And so we're as inclusive as possible because whether you're remote or you're back in the office you can experience one of our programs. That is so cool.
1: Thank you. That, that is very cool. So um, I know you talked about like during the pandemic um, and then building your, bringing your friends into it. How was it? how was it first received when you you went out there and you like you did your first door knocking
2: it was it was honestly incredible and i'm this is what i'm grateful for we were talking about being grateful i had spent a lot of time building a network and being authentic throughout it and just really loyal to my friends my network of people And so when I said, you know, I'm putting in my resignation, I'm leaving and I, this is what I'm doing. And it was scary. You know, I had a moment, you know, the aha moment that Oprah always says, I I was actually paddle boarding. I had written the resignation letter and I was pushing back. Uh, I wasn't going to go back to the office and I hadn't sent it yet. And then I decided I'm going to go paddle boarding and I'd never done it before and everyone was like, just do it. Just push away from the dock. And that's what I did. I freaked out a little bit. I kept my balance. I didn't fall in. Um, I made it halfway across before I started screaming a little bit for my husband to come because I was like, I'm in the middle of this lake. But I did it. And so that's kind of how that was when I started to reach out to the network. They were like, we're here for you. You've always been such a good person to us, or you've always been a good friend when we needed you. And the incredible thing is the sommelier said you know let's just do it even when restaurants reopen you know we'll work on the floor and we'll still work with you and that's actually has taken place and then the corporations i i just pulled on my network my husband's from tech and i said hey do you do you want to do this do you want to try it out can we do a trial run can we do a pilot and mm-hmm. people were really open to it and from there, they became our advocates, and then I was in communication, so a lot of the media said, what can we do? And I was like, if you could share my company and the information, mm-hmm. that is all I, I would like of you, if if you wouldn't mind, and they did, and it was incredible. There were moments that I was hysterically crying because I didn't. It was just incredible to see this support in the community and to see that they were like Alex just go keep going keep going you know introduce these wine brands introduce these tequila brands and these whiskeys and get it out there and in front of people and we're here behind you and I still feel it so I'm very grateful for them and I'm very fortunate
0: mm. that's awesome you know people ask me a lot I get this question a lot like how How do you know who you know in this industry? How did you start your network? Like, how did you go about building it? And honestly, it started with Leslie coming into my tasting room when I worked at Black Ankle. When I was working at a winery, I was behind the bar. It started with one person. So that's always my answer. Start with one person. And that one person Mm -hmm. is going to know somebody and then they're going to know somebody. And yeah, as long as you treat people nicely, you know, yeah, your network will build. That's awesome.
2: Yep. And that's basically how it starts. I agree with you. It always starts with that one person that's going to advocate for you. And a lot of the larger companies that we've been working with, like Johnson and Johnson, I had, you know, one advocate there and she was like, you did such an awesome job. I'm going to introduce you to somebody else. And then it's just kind of gone that way across the board. And what a beautiful thing to have seen. Like, I just, I can't wait to see where it goes.
0: So tell us like a little bit more detail about the type of events that you host with the corporations.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, at first we were doing just wine tastings and then, you know, folks were like, well, what about spirits? What about whiskey tastings? What about making cocktails? And so this really has evolved to shine a spotlight on all the diverse, um, Producers across Mm -hmm. the board when it comes to any kind of beverage um, and food as well. And then I started bringing in, you know, I brought in an importer, an Italian importer um, that's owned by by a woman, and a chocolatier that's a mother daughter duo. And I started to kind of do this chain reaction in supporting small businesses and restaurants in this model. Um, And so the events are typically just very interactive and fun. Think of it as a cocktail party virtually. So they're just having a good time. They'll, they'll go to breakout rooms to network with their colleagues. And we primarily now are working with distributed workforces because something I figured out during this pandemic is before the pandemic, no one really socialized with their distributed workforces ever. You always socialized with your team members in the New York office or in the Chicago office, but the mm-hmm. Chicago person never really hung out with the person from India. Right. And now we were able to do that. And so I think that's something really great that came out of it is the socialization and the interaction there. So the sommelier will get on if it's a wine tasting and they'll introduce themselves and they'll start to have fun and they'll you know, call on people through icebreakers. We do trivia as well that tie into pop culture, music, um, food, different components that are relatable across the globe. Um, we've been able to fulfill in the six living continents, which is incredible, Wow! and we're working across that to really just introduce these really great wines, for example, and then they'll talk about it, they'll talk about pairings, they'll ask questions, and then they'll go into the breakout rooms and they'll get to see people that they've never really seen before, and they'll chat with them about best practices, what's going on in their world, how, you know how their city is, and the sommelier will jump from room to room and socialize with them and give them tips along the way. And, you know, we have one with the, with the Nestle group, she has a playlist. So the Psalm is a DJ too, and they're playing music in the background and just talking about really great wine to have. Or um, last week was Uncle Nearest and they talked through Uncle Nearest, made some cocktails. We were listening to some fun music and then that's it. And then they get to enjoy their evening beyond that with their families, their friends, or they could stay on the Zoom later if they want to.
1: So how do you pick which brands to share with your, your audience?
2: Well, one, it depends on you know who it is, but the other is really just brands that I'm excited about. You know, and the, the sommelier group is excited about it. I sit and mm-hmm. curate the lists every quarter now. And I say every, but we're a toddler company, as you will. Um, but, you know, I just, if people have this really cool story to share, I want to share it. And as long as they have the distribution so that I can shine that spotlight, I will. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, the artisanal truffles from the mother-daughter duo they were telling me their story. And I said, I love you guys. I met them in an elevator 12 years ago. Um, and so I called her and she said, You know, we had to close our shop during COVID, the one shop, the other one, we're just doing e commerce, but I had to let a few of my girls go. And I said, I don't know if this is going to work, but do you want to hire two people back and do our chocolates exclusively in the US? And she said, mm-hmm. Well, sure. Are we going to be that busy? And I said, I mean, everybody loves chocolate. So we kind of just, we're playing around with different brands. And if people are willing to share their story, I look into it. I taste through, I'll meet with the producer. Um, I have the whole team sit on it, in on it with me. Um, and sometimes the sommelier group or the mixologist, depending on what kind of product mm-hmm. it is. And we'll just introduce it from there to the masses and say, well, this is incredible. The product is amazing. The story is even better. Right. do you want to try it and do you want to buy a thousand <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we go from there
1: <laughs> that, that is awesome and do you um, sometimes when uh, when we do wine tastings um, you know we'll select the we'll select the wines what have you and then we'll tell the people about it and people, I will never get over the reaction all the time when people are like, what? This was made by a woman? What? This is minority? Um, what? You know, it's just it, you know, we have come so far, but we haven't come so far.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which is interesting because people are very concerned about what they put in their bodies, like how it's grown, how it's made or what have you. But They never take the time to learn who is actually producing it. Do you get that same reaction as well?
2: We have. And so that's kind of why I built on that cultural programming. And I was like, you know what? We've got to tell their story. You know, they're telling their story. And I'm sure there are people that are listening in. But when we're chatting with these larger corporations, you know, they're like, oh, you know, let's go with the mass. And I said, I think you should try something new. Just give me, just hear me out mm-hmm. and let's introduce it. And it's interesting because, it, you know, like I had mentioned uncle nearest, for example, a few weeks ago, a client said they never heard of it. I mean, she's been all over the news. Weaver. right? Mm-hmm. And I, so I said, well, are you willing to hear me out? she said, absolutely, I would love to hear this. This is woman owned. And I said, yes, but you have to hear this incredible story. Let's let's talk about it. And by the end she said, okay, you know, let's get the 1865 to 60 people and let's rock and roll. And the thing is that once that she knew that story, once she knew how inspiring Fawn was and, and what she's doing at the distillery and the legacy that she's bringing about, she was telling everyone she was telling everyone on the on the zoom call even with the mixologist talking about it there was excitement and i think that a lot of people have that open mind you just have to tell that story yes they just don't know that they they aren't asking you know they don't necessarily right. they're not thinking about asking it and they're thinking about the product initially but once they hear those people behind it, then they're even more excited. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this even more. I'm going to buy this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to total or wherever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so um, when you mentioned the chocolates, it made me think of the products that I saw on your website. So talk about like that portion of your business.
2: So, you know, that's the culture with us side of things. And um, I really wanted to create curated boxes that were really around specific themes. So Hispanic Heritage Month, Black History Month, Women's History Month. And then I thought about other things for professionals, you know, a day of balance and working parents and what you would want in your home um, to feel, one, valued, heard, and celebrated. And so when I went to a bunch of the corporations, I said, this is this is what I'm planning. In addition to our virtual hospitality, we're going to do the hy- hybrid workforce events and retreats, and we're going to do some gift boxes. And it's not going to be those super large t-shirts that you wear as a pajama, because <laughs> we all know we've had them, <laughs> but I said, I want it to be something where people can enjoy it. And it's so from there we've really built on that and started to dive in. And I found recently the Trader Jam Co. Um, woman-owned oh, black. I love, I love that jam. I
0: she, love what it. is
2: what is that? Hold on, hold on. I've got it. I'll send it to you. It's some de- it is delicious jam so out good. of Harlem. And she so we're doing brunch boxes. We're including her jam with the scones. So people oh. will some beautiful scones
0: oh, and
2: jam and country ham and cheeses and they'll get to enjoy that and they can order mimosas so we'll send the orange juice and then we'll we'll have our distributor partners in the various states or countries scents and champagne or Prosecco and they can enjoy some. And that's kind of how we built it out. It's all about hospitality and it's bringing in some really cool companies. So check, check her out though. I'll send you the link after this. Yeah, please don't do.
0: Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you remember, but John Henry, you know, John Henry, the um, entrepreneur, the business guy. Yeah. Anyway, he, he had a show. He had a show on, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm so mm-hmm. he had a show and the girl from who made the jam she was transitioning from having two jobs and to being like a full-time entrepreneur that's how i learned about her through watching his uh his like reality show with her on it I but i've been following that. Oh. yeah i've been following her ever since then i ordered some of her jam via amazon it's really good thank <laughs> you
2: So that's what we're doing there, and then separately, I launched my own product line, Altricero. Um, It's not Are in our boxes. The wine? Are you drinking the wine? Yes, I have it. I love it. Introduction. Okay, please tell us about that. So I don't include them in our boxes because I want our boxes to be focused on the small businesses and the stories of you know the winemakers and producers that I've been advocating for. But we decided to include these as products for gifting if they would like or just to order one offs if they want. And so ultra Serial, I have seven year old twin boys. Um, and a very patient husband that lets me just dream big because I'm always like, I've started something new. He, he did ask for a truffle salt line though, to be fair. Um, so he said after the wine and, and, and the olive oil and honey, which I'll tell you about, he said, can you do truffle salt? I said, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but Altracero is Alex, Troy, Sean, and Rome. So my boys are Troy and Rome because uh, I like history. And so historic ancient cities it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sean, my husband. And so, you know, it had been a very a project or a passion project for me because it's something that I had wanted to kind of bridge that gap for gender equality, for race equality. There's 0.1% in the US mm-hmm. of black-owned wineries. That's it. That's it.
0: Yeah.
2: And when I heard that, you know, we're partnering up with a winery. I will own the winery, own a winery one day. And but I said, there's gotta be some way to bridge that gap. And if I could do this as a passion project to really share stories about diversity and inclusion and then push out the boxes with all of these other incredible people, I certainly will. So I decided to do this. And so we have the Simfandel from Sonoma. And then we have small batch honey and olive oil from Abruzzo in Italy because my other passion is Italy, and I will live there one day. Um, there'll be a culture with us retreat, escape there if you want to come visit. This is my Ooh, dream. Nice. <laughs> yeah, um, it is.
0: The existence girl. I'm I'm loving it.
2: Is this oh, is this your family? It is so on we, the label. We go fishing a whole lot, so that's us fishing on a dock. Um, in the summer and during COVID, I mean, a lot of our activities were outdoors and we would be fishing every Saturday and Sunday morning. The boys would come in at 6am and say, it's time, the fish are going to bite. And so I was like, let me, let me put that on the label because it'll just kind of show, you know, really the meaning behind it. And I just, I wanted us to have a seat at everyone's table because I want everyone to have a seat at a table. Um, so that's kind of what inspired this overall, and I'm really excited to share it with you both.
0: Well, this is delicious. What, um,
2: what yeah. made you decide
0: to go with a Zinfandel? So
2: I went back and forth. It was funny, the winemakers that, um, and winery that I was partnering up with, um, we were back and forth about the different grapes in Sonoma. And I wanted, I wanted something bold and bright, something that would go really well with food because I'm an eater. And if you see me and when you come to New York, I have to take you both out, um, but I love to explore food. And I wanted something that worked really well with food. And this just does. And they were making fun of me because they were like, well, do you wanna do um, with with Merlot blend? And they said I sounded like the guy from Sideways because I was like, no, Merlot. And he was like, what? And I said, no, Merlot. I you know, I added the F word into the email. And he was like, you gotta be kidding me. And I said, absolutely not. I said, this is what it's gonna be. Um, so, <laughs> um, but I'm really excited. And I just, I love how bold it is. It has just so much uh, great acidity and tannin to it. Um, it's just super f- flavorful. You got blackberries, blueberries, cranberries, all the berries that I love so much. Um, I'm excited to have it for Thanksgiving dinner with my family. Cause now that things are opening up, we're, we're hosting a small intimate, um, this year, but we're hosting family from Baltimore and my mom who's in the city. So I can't wait.
1: Well, it's, I, I like literally just opened it before we started And I was amazed, like, how drinkable it was immediately. And now, um, you know, it's been a few minutes. It's opened up very nicely.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, I was saying uh, earlier, I was chatting with a friend and I was like, it's a baby, just like the company is Mm -hmm. a toddler. I've got a baby and a toddler going um but it, it really does open up really well and I, I appreciate you saying that I'm just really excited to have more people try it and just to get the the name out there because like I said that that gap has got to go
0: yeah um Zinfandel is actually one of my favorite wines to have on, during Thanksgiving I my favorite pairing is the candy yams with Zinfandel yes. it's awesome oh, yeah right.
2: candy yams <laughs> and pie that's why I was chatting with Marie earlier, and she was asking for pairings, and I said candy yams and pie,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I just really yeah. love it, because it just goes really well, and it complements the fruit. It's like a little dance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I listened
0: to, as so I read, uh, well, first of all, you have several write-ups, and congrats on your 40 Under 40 feature, because that's awesome, you. and you were on a podcast, I forgot the name of it, but I listened to your interview. And um, so you serve on the beverage committee for the James Beard Foundation and Board of Self-Help Africa. What does that entail? It sounds really important. What do you do?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So for James Beard, um, they had about two years ago, put together a beverage committee of, of wine spirit, you know, beer professionals that could really help. With one programming, um, really making a change, and really mentorship. Um, so we started that, you know, it was with the Beard House and their vice president, and it's just really been an exciting time. I'm catching up with them next month to see the evolution of what we're going to be doing for 2022. Um, but essentially, the mentorship, the scholarship programs, um, even the sustainability programs that they have is really in is a way to amplify inclusivity and diversity across the board with the beverage industry. Um, And we'll be launching um, it's probably in February. um, I'm working with the Beard House, but we'll be launching a scholarship program um, that'll be supporting a a person of color, a person from the LGBTQ community, a woman, um, anyone who's trying to get into the industry that perhaps felt like they were the only one in the room at one point. And then (laughs) Self Help Africa. That's been a passion project. Um, my husband and I have been on the board for over 10 years. Um, and we started with this very small gala that had, I would say 75 people and they raised you know, $30,000. And we actually burned these little maps on our tiny stove in our little apartment at the time. We made a, a big map and then smaller maps for people to bid on. And it turned into this beautiful gala now that they do annually, um, where they've raised millions of dollars and they're essentially supporting female entrepreneurship in Africa. And so you get to sponsor either a family or a village and bring water to that village. You can bring um, help to bring building buildings or, or construction rather, um, to put together schools and to really help to educate the, the girls that are there Some of the women, um, whether they're going through abuse, um, it's getting them out of their abusive relationship and really encouraging them to, you know, it's teach a woman to fish. The saying is teach a man to fish. It's teach a woman to fish. And so... Uh, Last year, we sponsored a woman and her family, and now she's an entrepreneur, and she weaves baskets, and she sells baskets in her village. She's thriving. Um, Her children are healthy. They're in school. Um, Even during the pandemic, they did well because they needed the baskets to help transfer food and water. Um, And so we, we do different things like that for the organization, and we hosted virtual with us, hosted their first virtual gala last year. We broke Zoom. Um, it was 40 breakout rooms that were 40 virtual tables with 40 sommeliers. Wow. And Zoom, I, they only had 25 breakout rooms at the time. And I found the CEO on LinkedIn and he probably thought I was nuts. But I said, you know, can you make, can you like make the technology to do 40 rooms? And so uh, his team, his head of tech called back and said, okay, we're going to try this. It may work, and I said, "All right, let's just move forward. Let's see what happens." We did a test run; it worked. The day of the gala, only 25 rooms opened out of the 40. So we had the main room; they called it the cesspool room because everybody was just cracking jokes and getting drunk. Everybody had wine and booze. <laughs> People were dressed in tuxedos and gowns, and my husband goes, "What do I do?" And I said, "I've got to. We've got to manually put everyone in the other rooms, go upstairs, and MC." And he said what and he's like what if they asked me about the wine and i said talk about it i said it's red wine just talk about it you have the wine in front of you and he went upstairs sprinting and was emceeing the whole night hanging out with everyone in the main room as we were manually putting them in with their sommelier but it was a success and they raised virtually seven hundred thousand dollars last year um wow. getting like wow. crazy the silent auction was a four hundred thousand dollar raise, and the rest was donations from folks that entered. And people were leaving their rooms. So that gala was from six p.m. to midnight, as if it was in person. Oh my god! Incredible, and people were entering back into the main room, drunk. And it's, Alice, this is the the best <laughs> gala. This is amazing the one lady was like, she was breastfeeding and putting her kid to sleep. And she's like, I had the best time. She's like, thank you for including me. Cause I wouldn't have been able to go in person. And it was just beautiful. So that's, that's what we do for self-help is we're on their board and we got really creative last year. And then this year was a hybrid version. So half, half in person, half uh, virtual.
1: <laughs> that's wow. amazing. Cause you can't keep people on zoom for like more than an hour and that they stayed
2: all that time wow i couldn't like everybody was like alex what do we do it's running over i said just go with it i was like we'll figure it out tomorrow i don't even know what happened we had 485 people on that zoom that day and they broke out into their breakout rooms we got out of the 485 472 got all of their packages on time. The rest had to be troubleshooted, but I find it a success. So we just kind of ran with it. And I was like, everybody drink. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think people don't realize, like, you, you're like, we still are in a pandemic, and UPS and FedEx, they still do not guarantee anything, which I think is a cop out now, but they still don't guarantee anything and so if somebody's package is late i'm like
2: it's a pandemic (laughs) but leslie didn't you know i'm an employee of fedex and ups i work for them no it's like
1: people really really yeah
2: but my my team is incredible i my first employee sue um she's our head of logistics and tracking and she just makes magic happen. Um, I, I the other day we we're talking, and my husband just walks in, and he goes, "What are you talking?" He's like, "What is this company?" Because I was like, "Oh, where are we in South Korea and Abu Dhabi?" And she's like, "Check, check, check," and Egypt. And I said, "She's like, oh, our our team, our distribution person there is all good, and the distributor in India has got all the packages out." And it's really the amazing small businesses, those retail stores in all of those countries. They're what makes it happen. I mean, thank you, FedEx and UPS. I don't want
1: to... Yeah, they're like, like, there goes your packages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So what do you have coming up like for the holidays? Are you doing more for the holiday season?
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) So we've had... um, Now we're having the hybrid mix, but we have a lot of virtual events. So we have about 60 virtual events a month going. Um, And then on the hybrid side, I would say about 20. We're just starting to introduce that concept and really build it out. I just had a client ask about, um, you know, about 40 of the people going to a golf course to do a rare whiskey tasting. And then the rest of uh, another hundred will do the whiskey tasting virtually. So we're building out that concept so that way they feel included no matter where they chose. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just did a hybrid one uh, with the Tory Burch Foundation, which I was honored to be a part of with WLI Elevate and Johnson & Johnson, 50 people um, in person, about 500 people virtually. And so it's really just kind of a test, trial and error, and and working through Um, You know, for Elevate was gift bags and what the experience would be for them. Um, And then for this, the golf course, it's really bringing, you know, our whiskey expert and he's going to uh, remote in virtually for everyone to talk about the tasting notes of the whiskey in a fun way. And then he'll separate and hang out with the people in person and be with them on the golf course, while the people um, virtually are going to have some separate hosts and they'll go out in in and out of breakout rooms to interact in that way. So we're playing with different concepts and just seeing what, what works really well with different demographics of people, different personalities, and we'll see.
0: That's great. I'm so impressed. This is wonderful. It is excellent. So Thanks this part of the
2: show, we just
0: have a few random questions. Um, I think everybody can answer these, um, except one. Okay. So the first one is what is your tequila of choice?
2: Ooh, so I really love Casa Dragones, Um, more because the owner's a badass and she is apparently the, the queen of tequila. Um, but I also like it cause it's smooth and it just works well and it pairs well with food, which is my thing.
1: I, d- okay. So I used to really love Patron, mm-hmm.
0: okay.
1: um, but I, I haven't had tequila in such a long time now that I don't, I don't, I don't have one. So I guess I'm going to mm-hmm. have to, that'll be a holiday goal to uh, try different tequilas. Maybe That's I'll do a, like a, a tequila, tequila advent cal-
2: calendar, <laughs> <laughs> twenty four days of tequila. Hey, we we have an advent calendar with infused spirits. Not all of them whoa. are tequila, though. Some of them have whiskey and wine in them. So, whoa!
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I huh.
2: have to send you, ladies, some of the infused chocolates. They're good. They're
0: good. Uh, well, that sounds wonderful.
2: I so know. Much. Yes.
0: <laughs> Have you, um, Leslie, so you haven't had the um, tequila that's made by the black woman from here. No, from
1: and you, you said she's like, they carry it in brandy wine, and I have not had it yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I've been I through it either. Through,
0: yeah, I've been through two bottles already. It's good, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also like, um, what's Puffy's um, tequila? Is it De Leon? Here's a tequila. Yes, I think yes, so. you're
2: right. Yeah, yep. uh, that one's not bad. Yeah, that one's okay. not bad either. No, yeah. that's pretty smooth and it's good for cocktails too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Alex, this question is for you. What is your favorite play date spot?
2: Play date as an adult or with my children?
0: With your children, like where, where do you take your children and like you and the moms can have a good time?
2: So it's interesting. There's a zoo up a mile away and they have it's just amazing to hang out there because there's zip line, and then it keeps the kids entertained because there's a park and there's all these crazy exhibits, and then they have beer fest there, um, and they have wine tasting. So you get a little bit of you know mm-hmm. beverage. Mm-hmm. Really mile cool. away we could walk over if we want. Wow. So that's like that's the spot where it's good because they'll run around the whole day and get exhausted and have fun with their friends and have the park <laughs> and there's stuff for adults too. I really like it.
0: That's cool. All right, next question, what is your favorite fish?
2: Mine?
0: Yeah, all of ours, yeah, we're yeah. all gonna answer.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm half Puerto Rican um, and everybody thinks it's gross, but I love cod because I love bacalao so much. What? I love salmon. Wonderful. I love salmon too, but cod, I could do, you know, my grandmother used to make this delicious bacalao with sauteed onions and oil. And you have it with plantains, and it just—it's my sweet spot. Some white rice—that's
0: a meal. Mm. Oh, first of all, that sounds wonderful. <laughs>
1: that sounds absolutely. I know, I know that does. Wow. Yeah. i I like branzini. Oh, I love branzini. Yeah. I like when they. I, I I've not cooked it at home, but I like when they you know bring it to your table and they filet it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then Sarita you turned me on to monkfish oh I love monkfish I I really I fixed that for my family one time and I was like oh my god well first of all I was surprised that I could find it Mm -hmm. um but I yeah I like that how did you how did you make it did you make it in like a stew or by itself I made it by itself with just like um a little butter and Mm. lemon and um popped it in the
2: oven
1: Ooh. and it was done like that
2: now I'm hungry.
1: awesome mm-hmm. you know my favorite fish is
0: actually one that I cannot find very often but it's called orange ruffy
2: oh yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I love mm-hmm. orange ruffy um I haven't had it in years but um yeah that's probably my favorite fish it reminds me it like the texture is like in between like crab meat and cod like a uh, thick and flaky I love it yeah 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 All right. All right. So either or, Juniors or the Cheesecake Factory. What was the first one? Juniors. You've had Juniors Cheesecake before? I've never had
1: Juniors. (sighs) Okay. I (laughs) don't. Like, where do you find such thing? So you don't remember back in the
0: day when making the band was hot and um, Diddy made the whole band walk to Juniors to get his cheesecake and bring it back?
1: Junior's cheesecake no i remember i mean i remember him doing that to a lot of people so i was yeah yeah so that's what happened but every like at that point i
0: was like well what's the big deal about this cheesecake well let me go taste it so that year i had a friend that lived in new york and she took me there i was like oh no i get it i get it it's good (laughs) is it all that is it it's um to me it's not fancy it's just like a cheesecake that's stripped down it's it's luscious it's it's dense it's just delicious Mm -hmm. i don't know i like Mm. it it was good
2: it's good they have it you can order it um is it on peapod or the stop and shop or fresh direct you can order it to get it delivered with your groceries and they have like Mm -hmm. the juniors chain now it's probably not Mm -hmm. the same as the original yeah i i love both I'm the only reason I'm leaning towards cheesecake is that's where I met my husband. He was my server at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. When I was 18 years old. He was 19. He was working the floor. And that's where we met. So I have to okay. stick with
0: you. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I get it. I totally get it. Leslie, I will send you a restaurant in this area that serves Junior's Cheesecake. Okay. Oh, that will be yeah. good. Thank you. Thank yeah. <laughs> you.
2: You're okay last question. coming and an advent calendar and you got to try <laughs> right. you, know, you have a lot of things to do <laughs> i know i do <laughs>
0: we're gonna be eating good okay so last question how do you like your oysters and what do you sip with them Ooh, because mm. um alex there are oysters all over your instagram so i have to ask you this first
2: I do. So I love raw oysters and I love I just put lemon on it and I sip champagne with it all day long. Mm-hmm. I love Laurent yeah. Perrier, also female owned.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'll just sip that and just enjoy a dozen oysters to myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with a side of French fries, because you know, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: You I love it. <laughs> Leslie, what about you? Oh my goodness. I I love oysters on the half shell mm-hmm. i love oh my god, a good oyster poor boy, boy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when i'm in new orleans i have to yeah. go to drago's <laughs> <laughs> i have to go there for their um their char broiled yeah oysters oh, yeah. but always sparkling yeah. always yeah the combination yeah
0: yeah, um my favorite. I mean I can have them anyway. I really like them fried, but um the charbroiled is, is probably my favorite. And of course a bubble works beautifully, but I really like muscadet with um oysters. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. mm-hmm. really good
2: You came in yeah. strong. <laughs> 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 I love that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well Alex this was so fun thank you for joining us today
2: thank you both for having me I had such a great time I appreciate you taking the time to speak to me and listening to my story
1: thank you uh, where can okay. we find you Alex can you yeah, tell me people
2: so. um you can follow my personal at Alex Shrek um, and you'll see the kids in between there with all the oysters and lots of wine or you can follow at virtual with us and you'll see all of the cultural programming Awesome, very cool. Thank you both. Have a wonderful evening and enjoy your week. Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays.
0: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, that is our episode today, folks. Thank you for joining the Squirrel Suite. We will see you next week with our special guests. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave us a comment, it makes us look good. Cheers.